Hey, everyone. It's Rebecca with Clinch Powell. We're here today in our podcast. Uh, see, I do it every time. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. Hi, everyone. It's Rebecca with Clinch Powell. Thank you for joining us at Dollars and Cents with Clinch Powell. Today, we're going to be talking to some amazing folks that are all about um, insurance, title insurance, and deed insurance. And we might even get into inspections, but June is Home Ownership Month, and we want to talk about all things. We've already had two podcasts this month. This month, this will be our third, and we're super excited to talk with the folks, our guests today. So I'm going to turn it over to Stace. You can do some introductions, and then we'll go from there. All right. So first we have Britton and Britton is with Paramount Title and she's an operations director and she is my go-to person with all things title insurance. We're going to talk about what that means here in just a second. And Travis and Travis is the regional director with Paramount. So first of all, the big question I get on the daily, what is title insurance and why do I need it? Travis, you want to start us off? Yeah, I sure can. Thank you so much for having us, first of all. And um, you picked a very good topic to talk about because I think, you know, especially in our industry, um, it's something that's not talked about a lot. And there's a lack of, you know, understanding around it a lot of the time. And so, you know, we try to give as much education around it as, as we can. So um, I guess I'll start off as far as what title insurance is, you know, broadly. It is, um, well, first of all, if I'm not wrong, it's, it's probably the only insurance that actually protects you against the past and not for the future. Um, and what is protecting you against is um, the chain of title on your piece of real estate for the entire time that you own the piece of property. So if something were to come up in the past, you know, on um, on the chain of title on your property, title insurance kicks in then to, you know, fight that battle for you and to take care of that issue for you. So an example of that would be, you know, say 10 years ago, there was a distant cousin that comes out of nowhere, comes out of the woodworks and say, hey, I actually had an interest in that property, you know, 10 years ago. Instead of you having to go retain an attorney and fight that yourself, that's when the title insurance company, you know, kicks in and, and fights that battle for you. Um, and so, you know, the biggest thing that I like to tell people with title insurance is, especially for, for the cost that it is, um, it is more than more than worth it, certainly. Um, and you're just buying peace of mind, you know, is the biggest thing. So if something were to come up in the time that you own the property, um, you do have that layer of protection there to, um, to assist you. So you want I, to add anything? So I had a question. That? I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. interrupt you here and I apologize for that. So for someone like me who maybe doesn't know what all of those terms mean. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I buy a house and I know title insurance. My lender is requiring me to have it, but Correct. that's for them. Correct. But then there's like a fee that's like a hundred and some odd dollars and mm -hmm. it says it's for me. So that's, yes, I'm assuming is my policy, correct? correct. You okay. got it. So now I move into this house and somebody knocks on my door and says, um, sorry, my great, 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 great grandpappy three times removed homesteaded this, get mm -hmm. off my property. That's <laughs> when I call you and say, help. Right. Am I there? That, so you're gonna, exactly right. Yes, ma'am. It's going to protect you from any heirs that come out of the woodwork. Um, any new, any new discovered heir to an estate that may have come forward with a claim. Um, one of the biggest things now that is really driving people to purchase owner's title insurance, because it is optional in our state, um, is falsified identi identity. It's going to protect you from anything predating the purchase of your property. Mm -hmm. So if someone falsified being the owner of that property, it's going to protect you from that. It'll also protect you from any 
filing errors in the past before you closed. No matter how reputable your title company is, sometimes those searches don't show everything. Mm. It's going to protect you from things that have taken care of taken place prior to your, your purchase. So it's like Travis said, it is peace of mind. And in Tennessee, I know we can get really dicey because so many of our tax records are still on like in a book on a micro because they're so old. So going back and I've I've had this happen with you, Brett, and I know we've had to go back on a couple of them. And it's like, so the property line is the big old maple Mm -hmm. on four paces to the left of the fence post where the horseshoe used to hang. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what? Right. right. What? A rock anymore. in the middle of a creek. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. true. Yeah. It's it's a crazy thing when you start thinking about it. And I actually just had um a friend of mine had a an issue and she came to me. She said, Hey, I bought this for cash. And you know, now the guy who's next door is saying that that garage is his property. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I said is that sounds to me like a title issue. You got title insurance, did you not? And she said, Yes, I did. I said, I think I'd be making a call to the title company. Am I right on that? You are correct. Um, I know for us, we will assist in any way we can to see what what is happening. Um, Sometimes, again, with those filing errors, something's wrong on the plat if it's a platted lot and they have those lines askew on that that boundary for that plat. It's going to kick in then. It's going to represent you from then on. So then what happens? So I've got a claim. And my title insurance company says, okay, yeah, you seem right. We're going to go with that. Yes, this should have been covered. Mm -hmm. So then do I just back out like I'm dealing with my homeowner's insurance and let y'all take care of it? What happens? I mean, do I have to move? Travis, you want to, you want me to answer this one or you want to do it? (laughs) Uh, You can take it if you want to. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah. So basically we always tell people you have an issue that comes up, reach out to us first. Mm -hmm. Obviously they are welcome to contact their title insurance directly. Um, But obviously we will step in, we will help. Once a claim is made, that's when the title company kind of backs out and the insurance company does all that communication. Mm -hmm. There will be nothing else that the consumer themselves will have to do until they are directed from the title insurance company. Um, We will assist any way possible when that insurance company tells us what's going on. But yes, basically just like when you are in a car accident or have to use your homeowner's insurance, automobile insurance, that insurance company will be the one stepping in and helping. take. And if there was a claim by that person, then they would cash them out? Right. Either cash out, they'll they'll be the ones representing in court. If it goes to court, they are the ones who then take the lead. Mm-hmm. Is this common? Does this happen a lot? Um, luckily in our area, we do not have that many insurance claims. Do I say we have no insurance claims? We do have them. It happens. Sometimes those things do come up that are unforeseeable. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Nine years that I've been with Paramount, I can probably count on two hands the amount of claims that we have actually had mm-hmm. that were legit claim. Again, that missing error that came forward, that did happen with us. We did have an error nobody knew about. And it doesn't matter how many steps you take, those things do happen. Um, luckily, we are fortunate where we haven't had any of those fraud instances where someone did falsify their identity 
um, and posed as a seller of the property. Ooh. But again, those are things that are becoming more common, unfortunately. Yeah. Glad we don't see it as a main common thing here in our local area, but it is still important to have. It is optional, like I said, but we do urge everyone to actually purchase that. It is the one-time fee. It's not a premium you have to pay every year. Um, and it's going to protect you up to your purchase price the entire time you own the property. So if you purchase it with a mortgage, once you pay off your mortgage, that insurance does not go away. It's not tied to your payments on your property. It stays with you until you sell the property. Wow. I, you know, this is really interesting to me. And I remember when I purchased my home that they asked me about this. And I was like, eh, and I kind of blew it off because yeah. again, it's that lack of knowledge, right? Um, right. So my question is, can you do this? Like I've been in my house two and a half years. Can I get this own, uh, owner's title insurance now? You can turn around. You can mm -hmm. request for a search on your property uh -huh. and obtain title insurance because it's going to start from that date moving forward. Okay. From the date that, I, that I file or the date that the, I... The file. day that you have your search completed. Gotcha. And it's going to be less expensive going in because that search is already being done on behalf of the lender. Sure. So that's where a majority of that cost is going to come in, which is why that owner's policy is so inexpensive. Am I correct? Right. You yeah. Correct. Just, sorry. Sorry, Travis. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that is correct. It is going to be it's going to be less expensive there at closing because you do get a pretty steep discount um, at closing when you're also purchasing a lender's policy, which is required, you know, by your lender anyway. So that's why you can get the owner's policy for pretty cheap there at closing. Oh, so what's the average cost at closing? Would it's tough to say because it really it does depend on the property, sales price, loan amount, all that fun stuff. But just throw ballpark numbers out there if you're buying a. $250,000 house, you'll probably be somewhere, if you're getting a loan policy as well, you'll probably be in the $200-ish range. Yeah, roughly. Um, is that what you would say, Brendan? Okay. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, on the high side from what I've seen. Yes. I mean, yep. yeah. and again, it's, it's, you know, the least insur it's the least expensive insurance policy mm -hmm. you're going to get. Correct. Right. <laughs> and, the I mean, and, really. and like Brent was saying earlier, it's it's that it's that one-time fee. There's not yeah. a, a continual premium to it, and it protects you for the entirety that you own the property um, for you know, around 200 bucks. It's, it's an amazing thing when, you, you know, you think about everything that goes into buying a house, right? Yeah. And there's all these fees that can be a seller paid closing cost as well. So it doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. have to come out of your own pocket, which is great. But, you know, you're looking at all these fees and you're like, well, what can I cut? And so I see a lot of people say, well, can I just get rid of the title insurance? And my, my response is always, well, you can, it is optional, does say optional, but here's what that is. And once I explain it, you know, it, it is kind of one of those things that you start thinking about property has been around forever. Mm -hmm. So anything can happen. Mm -hmm. And it is just, to me, it's one of the most affordable bang for your buck. And with any insurance policy, you always hope that, you know, you buy it with the hope that you never need it. Yeah. But boy, howdy, I mean, if somebody comes up and you do have a title issue, having that title insurance policy is going to be gold in the bank. And I actually had a situation a few years ago where I had a piece of property and it was in uh, the Nashville area and it was on an old caisson trail from the um, from the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And so I knew where my markers were and I bought that property specifically because there were some treats. 
the trees were right in front of the caisson trail and my property line was right beyond that and they turned it into a ditch. So I knew very clear because of my title insurance, my plat map, my survey, I knew exactly where everything was. Well, my neighbor across on the backside wanted to cut down my trees. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember this, Britton, but we had a conversation and I said, hey, what up? Those are my trees. And I remember just being able to call Britton and say, here's my situation. What would you suggest? Mm -hmm. And the first, I remember that the conversation was, well, let's try a letter first. And that's where I said, hey, here's the survey. Here's the plot, you know, before we start getting nasty. And that was really good advice. And just because I knew that I'd bought that policy, I felt comfortable being able to call Britain and get that question answered. So it really is one of those things that you never know, yeah. you know, with, with line encroachments and things like that, just having that person to be able to say, here's what this means. Mm -hmm. And um, being able to clear it up, it, it was it was valuable information. That That's amazing. So I think that this opens up a, a little deeper discussion about what other types, like when a person's, you know, because this is all about home ownership. And a lot of times first time home buyers don't know these things. And I was a second time home buyer and I still didn't know about this. So that educational piece. So what other things might a person see that they wouldn't want to, if it's optional, that they wouldn't want to dismiss or they might want to dig a little deeper? Are there any other things that you can think of during a closing that people need to pay attention to? Go ahead, Britton. Trying to think. <laughs> I would say inspections right off the top. Yeah. Um, USDA requires a home inspection. They require a pest. They require a septic. Um, but, you know, there's other inspections that are not required that are really important around here. And I know that, Rebecca, this is a hot button for you is the radon mm -hmm. inspection. Yeah. Um, a well inspection is going to be a requirement if you have a well. But mm -hmm. if you have different types of loans, let's say you had a conventional and you're putting 20 percent down, that lender doesn't care if you have a home inspection or not, because you're putting so much down. Yeah. You're taking the risk away from them. Got so it. I'm a huge advocate of getting those inspections. And Absolutely. we see that a lot. Do we not, Britton? We do. I mean, we have quite a few home buyers that do not have a home inspection done prior to closing. That's that's so scary for me. I um I had the standard inspection, and when I when the inspector called me, I said, you know, uh, well, he's like, is that the only inspection you want? I said, well, what else are my options? You know, what else can I get inspected on the house on the home? And he said, well, you can do a radon inspection. And I said, oh, well, what the heck's radon, right? <laughs> I was like, I didn't do good in chemistry, obviously. So when I did my research that, that evening, I looked up radon and I found that it was like the second leading cause of lung cancer in the country. And that Tennessee, obviously, we're in a pretty in, intense area here. And, and I was like, whoa, I said it was 75 extra dollars. I was like, yes, please do that radon inspection for me. Well, come to find out once he inspected and, and did that, it was four times the limit. Wow. So that house, literally, if I had moved in without getting that inspection could have affected my overall health. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, so that gave me leverage as a buyer to 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 negotiate with the seller and said, I'm not moving. I'm not buying this house unless you mitigate that. And so they installed a mitigation system. And so now I can test my, you know, test it annually and the levels are healthy and safe. And so for me, it was a big eye opener. And it's a it's helping us push some work that we're doing, you know, outside of mortgages, but some of the housing and health that how they're overlapped there. So I think that people need to understand that you know, getting all of those inspections, if you can afford it, it's worth it because your health might be at risk. 
you know, your safety might be at risk um, and the, that of your family. So, you know, I just, I, I appreciate that. So what other, there's a radar inspection, the standard inspection, what other inspections? Test inspections. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's for like, um, what? Um, termites, carpenter ants, bees, mm-hmm. we see a lot around here. I was going to say cockroaches, but I was like, I don't know. I think it's, termites. Um, it's more like those, those, those ones that are going to, would destroy. Yeah. Um, and you were talking about radon, which we're talking about gases. I'm going to kind of redirect to you, Britton, because one of the things that I'll hear people ask about are mineral rights. Mm, that's a big one. So people say, well, you know, what if there's like, you know, gas or I read my I read my title policy and it says that I don't have the right to, you know, any oil if they find oil on the property. So how does that work? So for our area, it is common for property be sold with the mineral rights reserved by someone previously. Mm-hmm. That is something we can facilitate and set up. If it is in the chain of title that the mineral rights are reserved, those do not automatically pass as you're purchasing the property. Obviously, that doesn't mean someone can just come out anytime willy-nilly start digging in your yard for <laughs> gas or oil. Um, there is a process involved in that. But we can help facilitate if you are interested in possibly purchasing those mineral rights, we can get you set up with a mineral search that is not part of our standard 30 year searches that we do for closing. It is a separate search. We do help with that. Then we we will also help you find out, Okay, who owns those rights? Let's reach out to them, see if they are interested in selling. I personally have just went through that three years ago when I bought my home. I did not have timber rights, mineral rights, rock, and I, being where I am, I knew those steps to complete that search to find out who owned my rights. I did approach them and had those rights deeded over to me. It is a separate deed versus your warranty deed from when you purchase your property. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, okay. So right out here in my backyard, if I become Jed Clampett and all of a sudden I'm, you know, my husband is, you know putting up something in the backyard and oil strikes, it ain't mine. It I got to call somebody. It could potentially not be yours. It's just that's correct. Yeah. in that chain of title. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? It's interesting for sure. It really Has is. it happened? Like who's got the oil? <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to strike oil out on oh, my property. But... Right. <laughs> and that's also saying, so even the trees, so I may have trees on my property that I can't cut down because they, somebody else owns them. I mean, uh, for my specific situation, it is a little less common to see those timber rights, but where I have that acreage, timber rights were specified, reserved uh-huh. by someone else. See, uh-huh. and these are the questions that you don't think about asking when right. you're buying a home. And that's why it's so important that you talk to your housing specialist, like myself. You talk to your home buyer education specialist that we have at Clinch Pal. You ask these questions and and sometimes you just don't even know the questions to ask. And hopefully, you know, we're going to facilitate the process to be able to spur on those questions. And definitely, I always recommend I'm not going to, you know, discourage anyone from wanting to do for sale by owner. But these are the things that if you're not experienced, I highly recommend you get a real estate agent, somebody that knows your area. It's just important. Those are the people that know the questions to ask. 100%. And, and we get that a lot. Well, can't I just buy for sale by owner? And of course you can. The problems are numerous, but the biggest problem for me is that as a lender, 
I cannot get involved. I have to stay in my lane. I am not a licensed realtor. So I can't help you deal with your seller. I can't help you. And and I know for myself, even buying for sale by owner, I actually hired my own realtor to facilitate that sell. And I was so glad because when we got into it, we ended up needing a roof. And even though the buyer was somebody I brought, she was my prior renter. We had a good relationship. I didn't have to worry about sullying that relationship by negotiating this extra added thing. I just left it up to my realtor and it all happened. Same for us as a title Mm -hmm. company. Yes, we are there to represent, make sure everything gets to closing, but we cannot get involved in those negotiations. We are not the licensed, licensed real estate agent there to represent you. Mm-hmm. So I have one last question, and and this one we may be going a little bit deep, but I think it's important maybe to to people that are buying a home that are a little bit older, or you're looking to sell a home and you're a little bit older. Um, ten care lanes. Mm-hmm. So my mom owned a home. She had Medicare. She was in hospice. I'm assuming that there is a ten care lane. What does that mean? So if you're going to sell property in her name, now that she has passed, what we would do is if there was not an estate attorney involved, we would reach out to the state and we would just ask, is there a 10 care release done? Those 10 care liens, like you said, if they were in a home, anything like that, 10 care would want to obviously recoup some of those costs. Most of the time, we can get those fairly quickly now from the state to show what is owed, if anything is owed. If nothing is owed, they do give us a release to show that it is free and clear. And then you can sell the property because otherwise, if I sold my mom's home, then we might not be able to get anything for it, correct? Right, correct. Right, depending on what the state wants to recoup for her costs. Mm-hmm. So what would happen if you had a situation, let's say I had a home that I was selling, that was my mom's, mm-hmm. and this is all fiction. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> the state of Tennessee, just so you know, I, this is fictitious. <laughs> um, just want to get that. <laughs> um, but let's say that I was selling my mother's home and she had passed and we didn't know if there was a tin care lane or not. And we sold the home. So I've got a buyer now and I'm selling the home for 200000 and we find out from Britain that she owed two hundred eighty thousand. Do I owe a, Do I owe an extra eighty thousand somewhere? That's going to depend situation to situation. Wow. Whether it yep. was the full estate, if there's other funds to cover that, mm-hmm. um, or Tinker may say, okay, well, this is how much we'll we'll take. This is how right. much we settle for, lack of better word. Basically, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last scenario. Got a got a client bought a piece of property and they had a little tiny cutout that their brother had. So it's not that client's property, Mm -hmm. but it's, they have to encroach. They have to go through his property. There's a road there to be Mm -hmm. able to get out. That had a little trailer on it. The brother passed away. The trailer is now what we call a blight, meaning that it is dilapidated. It's run down. Mm -hmm. No one is taking care of it. What does client do? Does client get to just take over? Do they have to call somebody? Is this a title issue? Well, it depends. Was that property that that the brother was living on? 
on the same deed and he just had the right to stay there? Mm -hmm. Is it completely severed from that main um, and those types of situations? That's what the title search is for. It's going to tell mm -hmm. us who actually owns the property. Is it all on the same deed? As for the encroachment and that right away, if it was two separate properties, those documents should have been recorded with the county. Any encroachment, easements, all that should be part of chain of title or referenced on your deed. And those will continue to stay with the property unless severed. Hmm. So this is, again, why that title insurance is so mm -hmm. important. And I imagine we see a lot of that here in Tennessee because mm -hmm. you have big pieces of property that family has kind of separated right. out. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to know the questions to ask. Trust your team. And I can't say that enough. Trust in your team. Mm -hmm. It's important when you're looking for a realtor, interview people. This is going to be the person who is your team leader by helping you buy the biggest purchase of your life, you know? And so when you start thinking about that is saving a couple hundred dollars when, you know, you may not even have to pay for a realtor anyway, because most sellers pay for the realtors, is that small amount worth this? And, and having that team leader, I think is just so important because that's going to be the person that walks you through these steps that talks to you about potential with title, that talks to you about lending options that can mm -hmm. help guide you through the process. It's so important. And, and I'm really excited and honored, Brenton, to have known you since I really started um, about 10 years ago doing this again. So I appreciate the relationship that Paramount has and all of our title companies that we work with. They're all amazing. They're all great, um, great sources of information. And I just really, really appreciate you and Travis coming in today and kind of enlightening us on on title insurance, why it's important. And, and all of those extras that you see, like inspections, yeah. mm -hmm. don't take those extras for granted. They are there for a reason. Right. Is and and it is your, most times your home is your biggest investment, mm -hmm. your biggest purchase, protect it, shop around. Cheaper is not always better. <laughs> Find that team that is going to do their best to make sure that you have clear title. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. And, it, you know, that, that goes for everybody, you know, but especially, you know, first time home buyers or people that aren't as experienced in the home buying process. One of the most important things you can do is, you know, put the right team around you. And, you know, that kind of starts with your real estate agent because they know what questions to ask and who to who to ask those right questions to. Um, and so I, you know, I always push that. Can't recommend it enough is make sure you do it right. And you're doing it with the right team around you. Um, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and interviewing, interview, interview. I always say that interview yes. a couple different agents because you really want somebody that you click with mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. this is going to be your BFF for the next couple months. <laughs> That's right. Pretty much. <laughs> and try to find someone that knows your area. Those are the ones yes. that are going to be able to direct mm -hmm. you. Where's the best place to eat? Where's the best deals on windows? What, you know, finding someone that knows your area. Certainly. All right, guys. Well, thank you right. again so much for, for joining us. Thank you to our listeners and subscribers to, to subscribing to our podcast. We're going to be getting this one out as soon as possible. Again, it's a home own, National Home Ownership Month, all month. And we on today's the 21st, so we still have got some days to go. And we're just really excited. And this, for me, has been very educational, informative. So I know when I 
purchase my next home, some things to think about. So thank you both very much. Thanks, Stace, for pulling this together. And we will see you all soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.